This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. And guess what? We got a great show for you today because we have pro bass angler Ron Johnson in the studio from Arizona. He's traveling the country doing his bass thing. But as you know, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. And uh, that sometimes puts a little pressure on us, but that's okay. Dan Bush and myself, Tom Neubauer, we can handle it. And, of course, we always have Sam Schmidt on the board helping us out. And if you want to be a part of the show, all you got to do is give us a buzz at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. And I just want to say welcome. It's always good to see Ron Johnson, and welcome, Ron, to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah, so Danny, how's everything going? Well, uh, I I think we're going okay now. We're set up here in the uh, in our in our studio here, this the Dan high, Bush studio, the Dan Bush High Tech Studio. <laughs> so right now, uh, Sam, uh, are we clear? Both I and Ron. Uh, a good. Okay, well, we'll try and we'll just try and make this up, work, my friends. Yeah, just gotta turn up the old microphone. So I know we bounce between a lot of topics, guys, but. Uh, they uh, were running the, uh, uh, what's that series in Sturgeon Bay, Ron, that they were running this last world? It was called the Major League Fishing uh, Bass Pro Tour out of Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin. was held this week. If anybody had a chance to catch it, it was, it was pretty unbelievable to watch. So, no, you like, the guy who won it, you said you know him and he's a pretty good guy? Yeah, his name is Justin Lucas. Um, I've known Justin for quite a few years. He's a West Coast angler up fishing uh, as a co-angler um, very very good co-angler did very well out of the back of the boat and um, he quickly rose to start him as they say you know he had uh, done really well on the back and he won some events and then he moved off to the Bassmaster Elite Series and FLW Tour and um, Major League Fishing kicked off he was one of the uh, anglers selected for Major League and uh, this was his first big win in, in quite a few years and um, he is just one of those guys he's just 
on the water, incredible angler. Uh, off the water, just a better person. So it was really great to sit and watch a guy like that, you know, hold up the trophy. So now, Tom, you you don't have a smartphone, so you missed out on all this all this great excitement this week. But they were actually there was a link, and this is a lot different than your tournament days. Of course, that was what with wooden boats, I think, and no motors back. That <laughs> and was spears. So long ago. It's live. And spears, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, back, but um, they actually they 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 actually had it live, Tom, where you could go to the link and watch on your phone and they had cameras set up on the boat and you could watch the guys they go back and forth between different leaders and different anglers and they're catching the fish live and then you also things so like when you did tournaments years ago tom you probably didn't know what the other boats were doing back when you were out there sneaking around with the worm <laughs> but but no, after the event was over yeah but these guys know exactly up to the second Who's got what? And it got really tight at the end. It is really. It's it's like watching golf nowadays. You know how when you're oh, yeah, on a PGA a good... golf course, they can cut from one golfer to the next. You know for the shot. Right. Well, they know where the action's going on, and every angler has their own cameraman, and they have a marshal. And it's a great way for you know if you have that ability and you're at work, you, you know. And you're can log on and watch this <laughs> for 10 hours a day um but most what of everybody us, does you know, oh, yeah, anyway. yeah, does that anyway that and porn i guess <laughs> oh geez fish porn fish. so this is fish porn for all of us guys so we get to log right on um if you have a chance you get to watch it live you know it's 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 unrehearsed it's unedited much like your show and uh on, yeah. you know once in a while you're gonna you're gonna see guys in the heat of the moment i mean you're gonna see them do things that you know Seems inhuman to most anglers the way they edit videos nowadays, but you see them backlash. You see them, uh, unfortunately, lose rods and reels in the water. You'll see them curse. You'll, you know, unfortunately, they... they Did they beep that out? They don't have time, unfortunately. There's but, no uh, time. Fines, but I was watching they need it. need Sam. I was watching it live, and anybody who knows Mike Iconelli, is a, he's a very passionate... Uh, he's an incredible angler, and he was... Uh, I saw him fishing in a, in a channel in Egg Harbor uh, near the point, and he... Had a big bass on, got the line caught in a rod. The rod went over, and he dropped a few Effenheimers. <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Oh boy, that one's gonna hurt." I had to come back and apologize for some of the language, but he, he lost he, the rod in the water. He ended up getting it. Yeah, oh, he, he ended up catching it and catching the fish. But uh, it's a it's an awesome series to watch. So let let me ask you, Tom. You were a pro bass. You were the bass angler of the year here in Wisconsin. Uh, would you would you prefer it the way it was back in the day? When everybody was doing or do you think you'd like this format well i've seen um championship fishing it's been on regular tv so i've i've seen a number of them uh, and i love it i think it's great catch as many fish as you can you know that that's awesome uh the the only big difference back when i fished tournaments versus now is that the electronics uh you know a lot of times we just had flashers Okay. Whereas nowadays, I mean, heck, you can see the fish off to the sides of the boat and that in front of you. Um, it, it was the, the the electronics were the big thing. You know, we still had good rods and reels and lures and all that stuff. We knew, you know, kind of where the fish should be and what they were doing, what they were feeding on. But those electronics, man, man, they really help nowadays. And I bet you Ron can tell us a lot about those because Ron, you probably got those fancy electronics. 
Yeah, um, Tom, he doesn't have the headphones on, so he can't hear you, Tom. We're so safe distancing here, I can't even, I can't even hear his questions. But uh, anyway, talking about the new electronics today and what a difference that makes. Because back in the day, Tom had a, you a know, paper graph a, and a, a paper graph and a flasher. And no, not even a stone. Not even I heard a paper Tom graph. was quite a flasher back then. It wouldn't yeah. go over quite so well today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the even. electronics nowadays are just silly, and you know it's kind of like uh, with these new iPhones. You know, every year they come out with a new iPhone. If you're not, if you don't have the latest, you're missing out. And unfortunately, it's it's a it's quite an expense, but it's something you just cannot afford not to have when you're fishing at top level competition. I mean, the you're able to see what's below you, you're able to see what's on side on the side of you out to 100 feet. Um, you're able to pick out you know so much structure, you're able to see fish actually identify the species of fish now um, just by their silhouette and the way they're they're relating the structure a lot of times and it's really really changed the game of fishing well it's it's interesting I think it's in this uh, latest issue Tom of the Badger Sportsman which you gave me uh, Tommy Kimos uh, who has really done a great job uh, fishing in the tournament world making it big he was talking about the new the new you know electronics and he claimed that he could tell uh, uh, the difference between a swimming school of walleyes and swimming school of carp, just by the electronics. Correct. Which is, is it's unbelievable. And, you know, we were just talking about the gentleman who, uh, the young guy who just won the Major League Fishing in Sturgeon Bay. And when I was watching this, he actually had, uh, you know, even with the trolling motors now, you know, he's bouncing around in waves and you can hit a spot lock option on your trolling motor that holds you in place. Well, while he was in place... Um, a lot of us, uh, a few times, you'll make a cast, you'll catch a fish, you'll throw back in, catch another, or catch another fish. Then the school may move to the left, to the right, they start swimming off. Well, the the incredible technology they have now, he was using um, um, a live scope, and he could actually sit up at the front of the boat and turn the, turn the trolling motor. There's another um, sonar that beams at a that beams off the front of the trolling motor he was panning to the left to the right to see where the school went and all of a sudden you'd see him make a 90 degree cast straight off to the right of the boat because he could see the school had moved over to the right and he's staying the boat had never changed position and he didn't have to move and you know before we would have to get in our boat start idling back when the fish went left and you would lose the lose the school unless you relocated them now you can stay in one spot you can just pan 360 degrees with your trolling motor you can see if they're behind you 20 30 feet and make a cast there it's absolutely incredible and i watched him do this uh, over and over again but that's that's the way technology has become it's you know technology is great but you still have to use it and uh even with these graphs and everything else, there's guys who have the latest, greatest, most expensive everything, and you know half the pe- people who have this technology don't even know how to use it, uh, but they want to have it. We all know guys like that, right? Got to have it. Got to have it. So my question to you, Tom, is would you feel comfortable fishing in a format where you know exactly what everybody's got right at that moment, or do you prefer it the old, old days where you'd go in and see how you did? Yeah, it wouldn't matter to me. I'd be kicking ass and taking names anyway. Oh, yeah. There's the Tom Neubauer. See, there's the... You know, every once in a while, it rears its ugly head again. (laughs) You know, we've got a kinder, softer, gentler Tom Neubauer these days. We do, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's... Every once in a while. It's a tough thing, though. Um, You know, you have the... 
when you're sitting there and you're saying you don't mind either way, I, I hate to tell you, man, that when the best angler in the world is when you're sitting there and, let, for example, let's say the three of us are, are in this competition. Right. And I'm where I was here in practice and caught fish. Now I'm in this spot and I'm five, ten minutes into it. I don't have a fish. And the marshals in the boat always give you an update. So they're saying, Dan Bush, four fish, 12 pounds, 14 ounces. Dan Bush. Tom Neubauer, six fish, 13 pounds. And you're sitting there with a goose egg. Now it gets into your head. It changes. Dang it. My fish aren't here. Should I move? Should I change my strategy? These guys are getting a huge lead. If I don't make a change and start catching fish now, they're going to blow my doors off. So you now I have, uh, you know, uh, the pressures to, to obviously just focus and try to, to fish and catch your own own fish. But now you've got this constantly in your ear. And it changes the way you fish. Yeah, I can see that would affect Absolutely. your psyche. Because personally, I think you're best off to just go out and do what you do and and stick with your plan and have confidence and not and that's the nice thing even in musky tournaments tom i really never liked it let's say i'm on a pewaukee tournament out here because i did a lot of i never really liked it when one of my lunkhead buddies would come by and go oh you know uh so and so has two so and so got a 38 incher okay i i just wanted them to leave me alone and let me focus on my next cast because it became annoying, and like Ron says, it kind of got in your head. You question if what you're doing is correct. Right. Should I change up? The good guys stay level-headed. They focus on what got them to find their fish, and usually those are the ones that prevail. Yeah, it's too bad Rod can't, Ron can't hear this. Uh, That's but, okay. I'll translate, Tom. Okay. I read but, lips. Uh, a long time ago, I was fishing. Uh, it was an individual draw tournament up on Gull Lake in Minnesota, and the guy I was fishing with the first day had uh, was from Illinois, and I was sticking fish, but they were all short. But I didn't let him get a good look at them, and I kept throwing them in the live well. So he was thinking that you know I got all these legal fish in the live well, when I really maybe had two, and I all of a sudden I got a limit, you know, that he thinks I do, which I know I don't. Well, he, because he thought I was catching all these legal fish. He started trying to cast longer to try to cast out in front of me because I was in the front of the boat. He was in the back. So at, when he's trying to make longer casts, he was getting backlash after backlash after backlash. And uh, he didn't catch many fish that day because I, I, I put that psyche in his head that, that, you know, I'm catching all these fish and he's not. And, yeah, that, that has something to do with it. It does. Yeah. Case in point. That's that's Tom Neubauer using his Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the old uh, Jedi was, mind trick. There you always, go. Obi Wan. Oh, you were a genius. Hey, that reminds me when I was a kid fishing on the East River in Green Bay. I was sitting on one side of a railroad bridge, and my buddies were on the other. And I don't know what I was catching. I, I caught a white bass, and I pulled it up away I put it back in the water and then I pulled it up and got another one and I did this for like half an hour driving these guys nuts they thought I was hammering fish I kept pulling in the same fish up and down up and down finally they're over there talking holy crumbs a bush is getting a whole bunch and they all packed all their stuff up and came over by me <laughs> oh. well listen so, we got to go to a quick break we got to pay a few bills uh, folks, stay tuned for more. Ron Johnson is here, uh, Bass Pro from Arizona. 
sharing uh, insight in bass fishing with us. So uh, don't go anywhere. Stay right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan, and 1250 AM. to the Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, we are presented by Baitmate Fish Attractant, Coleman Insect Repellents. Uh, fortunately, I haven't needed any, any of the Coleman Insect Repellents this year, but I have used the Baitmate, my friends, and the stuff really does work. We're here with uh, John, John Ronson. Yeah, Ron John. Boy, over the years, oh, the names you've called me. Oh, yeah, all right. Those off we can't, yeah, we got to be careful here. Uh, Ron Johnson, the Bass Pro, and, of course, Tom Neubauer. And uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, before I forget, we want to thank all the law enforcement officers out there protecting us. We back to back. want to thank healthcare workers, first responders, military folks, and everybody else out there working to keep America great. And uh, we were talking about that Sturgeon Bay tournament, uh, Tom and uh, Ron. And Ron, can you maybe explain just real quick a little bit some of the tactics that you saw those guys using up there? And doing yeah i majority of the field that did any well uh, did well was using the uh the berkeley flatworm if anybody has has uh, been out and, and tried this bait it is pretty awesome it's kind of over the last two years really uh taken a lot of the smallmouth tournaments and it's a great finesse bait it's a it's a small little three finesse worm it's called the berkeley flatworm um it actually uh, a lot of people are familiar with power bait or gulp it's uh the technology in this is um, it's a small finesse worm and it puts off a lot of scent. So they guarantee you catch 45% more fish on the packages. <laughs> Is that what it says? It does say catch 45% more Who's fish. Who's actually guaranteed. checking that? Exactly, right? Now, I have that Berkeley flatworm on a drop shot. In uh, They were using goby, green pumpkin, um, and then one was like a brown uh, worm with a little white belly. They all look just like the goby. And, of course, everybody knows how... Um, uh, what the gobies have, have really done to help improve our fisheries up there. Uh, we don't promote that uh, invasive species. Done a, a, a awesome they fed things. our smallmouths. My gosh, good. they're they're eating and gorging. The spawn is over, and these fish are eating. And so the Berkeley flatworm did all the damage. Uh, that's what Justin Lucas wanted on. It's what your top guys were using. Um, some guys caught them, of course, on a tube, um, which is another great bait that represents uh, you know a goby along lakes but it was the berkeley flatworm that did all the damage tom well if you oh, go ahead i was just gonna say that you know we've got a bass pro in the audience i mean on the show today with ron johnson and he caught a, a, a state record bass down in arizona it's just too bad it wasn't the right kind of bass maybe he can tell us about that yeah well you know, I, I guide in the off-season, so if anybody here listening and travels to Arizona between the months of November and, and uh, April, you know, I'm a, I'm a full-time fishing guide out there in the off-season um, in between the tournament events. And I had this uh, this gentleman, uh, he's a regular, actually a pretty good friend from Nebraska, and he was out, and uh, we were fishing about 43 feet of water, and we usually largemouth bass fish uh, for these Florida strain out there and do pretty well in the winter. Uh, as they go deeper um, but the largemouth bass fishing was a little slow so I said well let's go catch some yellow bass because it's a lot of fun action and you can get into them and if any 
yellow bass. It looks just like a white bass. It's just a smaller subspecies. You know, they average usually six to seven, ten inches, maybe is on the big end. And we're in 42 feet of water, ripping a uh, quarter ounce head and sonar on eight pound test. And um, anyway, I ended up sticking uh, this yellow bass. And uh, as I was reeling it up, I actually mouth because it was taking drag and so forth. I thought, well, you know, I got to a small large mouth on and as I got it to the surface I saw it was a, uh, a giant yellow bass and uh, I just boat flipped it on a spinning rod right in and, and instantly I threw my hand in the air I said now that my friend is a new state record and uh, much like you asked me Tom he said you said how got thousands of them out there I've been close to the state record a few times so um, we put her on the scale and it weighed uh, uh, 2.265 I believe um, and the previous state record has been there since 1995 so I, I broke a long-standing record and that one there was uh, 1.8 something so it was a pretty cool little love to have a large mouth or small mouth bass record someday and hopefully that'll happen but uh, any state record is to uh, to be held is pretty cool yeah, I I'm think kind, so. Yeah. I'm kind of pushing for a state record Goby myself. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you Tom, know, one time I caught a state record Nightcrawler, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember, hey, you know what? Uh, that brings oh. uh, another another subject bouncing around in the cutting edge outdoors. I talked to uh, <clears throat> the guy who owns the bait, the bait shop here, and, and uh, he said the price. Oh, no, maybe that was our, our friend that was uh, me. downtown. Was that you? That the price I of night crawlers last, last is week. like uh, okay, last yeah, week. that's going to double. So we got to get out and catch their own night crawlers. Yeah. But you, you said when I told you Ron got a <clears throat> a record yellow bass, mm-hmm. I'd never heard of yellow bass before. Now, Tom, you say there are yellow bass in Wisconsin? Yeah, in Madison on Lake Mendota. Okay. Lots of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. What what does a yellow bass? Oh, just like Ron said, they look like a white bass, only they're a little smaller and they're yellowish. Okay, so yeah. they kind of look like a white bass with jaundice. Yeah, a little exactly. Bit. They have a little yellow hue to their bellies. They're really a pretty fish. You're on the list yeah. for a liver transplant. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people chase them because they're uh, they taste a lot like a crappie or a white bass. I mean, it's a yeah. white, good white fish. They're good to eat. Yeah, really good to eat. Yeah. Wow. Probably I, like anything. Depends I never, on where you catch it. I never, I never heard that before. Um, Tom, um, Ron was talking about the one technique that was working up there in that tournament up in Door County, and if you weren't using that, you were in trouble. Have you seen that in your experience when you did bass tournaments years ago? There, if people weren't doing one certain technique or using one certain lure, that they were out of luck, they weren't catching anything? I'm sure I went through a few things like that, but, you know, at my age, I forget. So <laughs> I'm sure there was. I but just don't remember them. It's That's usually all. the guy who's doing something doing wins. This time it was a matter of using it and getting on the right fish. Well, Tom, at one time you were, I kind of joked about the worm before, but you've told the story how at one time you were tearing it up and you were using what they called it the Kelly worm when it first yep. came out, correct? Yeah, definitely. Well, actually the Kelly worm came out in 1962, but a lot of people didn't know about it. And somehow I got my hands on a few, and uh, they were the best things since sliced bread, I'm telling you, at the time. And uh, nobody else had them, was using them. I bought a whole bunch of them direct from the manufacturer. And, uh, yeah, I did quite well with those. Those were pretty good. So I guess you're right. Yeah, if you didn't have a Kelly worm, you weren't doing as good. Yeah. So 
do they still make the Kelly worm? Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, over at Sherpers, we're sold out of them right now. Uh, we're waiting for a new supply. And like Ron was saying, uh, he was. we were talking before the show about how all these manufacturers are, are uh, you know, like dealers or don't have products like boats and motors and stuff. Well, a lot of the box stores, you know, don't have lures. Uh, they don't have hooks, bobbers, sinkers, different types of lures. You know, at least we still have a decent supply over at Sherpers, but there are some things that we're totally sold out of. And the the distributors are having a hard time getting stuff because they're not at full capacity as far as their employee situation because of the virus. And then the people, the manufacturers are making the products. They're not at full operation because of the COVID virus. So it, it, this really sucks. You know, we got to wait sometimes two, three weeks. Before, you know, I make an order for fishing stuff and sometimes got to wait two to three weeks before I can put it out on the shelves. And I don't get everything I order either. I get very, you know, maybe a third of what I order. Well, I guess that's oh. why stores sometimes have what's called inventory, where if they got a bunch of extra stuff from the year before, you stockpile it in the back room if you can. Well, Pull it out at a later time. No, well, no, we go by, uh, you know, they, a lot of manufacturers started going to uh, a just-in-time process with their manufacturing uh, for everything. You know, you name it from refrigerators to cars and everything else. Because you don't want all that inventory sitting in the back room collecting dust. Uh, you want to get it there just in time to be sold and then get new stuff in right away. So, uh, no, we don't have anything in the back room. No, well, we don't have that. Because we sell it right away, you know. It's interesting what you said, What you said, Tom, um, about the, it hard to get things. I was talking to Ken, who owns Beachside Boat and Tackle right next door. He complaint that he cannot... He, he talked to, you know, it's sports specialist. It used to be Frank worked there. Now yeah. it's somebody else. He told him, just bring what you got, whatever, because he was trying to get some little rods and reels because a lot of people come and rent boats. They don't have rods and reels, so they want to buy your basic little clothes fit, co or, mm-hmm. you know, fluger or whatever. And they said, well, we don't have those. But he said to him, he said, just bring whatever you got, okay? Being as you can't get the orders filled right now, which I guess is a good thing, Tom, huh, for the retailers? You guys are moving product, right? Well, we're moving product if we had the product. That's the problem. Don't always have the product. But I'll tell you one thing we do have. We got a break coming up. And uh, coming up next will be the gut report. And, of course, after the 6.45 break, we will have the, the horn schwaggle. So you want to stay tuned for all of this great stuff. And, of course, Tom. our special guest, Ron Johnson, uh, on the line. So uh, coming up next is the gut report right here. We are sponsored by uh, Bait Made Fish Attractants. And, uh, well, this is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor, celebrating their 60th year in business. Okay, you, your gardens are probably producing a bunch of zucchini. Well, you like, you, you like onion rings? Well, me too. So how about this? Go and get a package of that onion ring mix you find at all the grocery stores. And then you take your zucchini and you cut out the middle of it. Okay, cut the seeds out. And then dip it in the mix and deep fry it. Now you got zucchini rings. 
I'll tell you what. I think they taste really good. Well, of course, zucchini doesn't have much of a taste anyway, but it takes on the flavor of whatever you put around it. So try some zucchini rings. Works out great. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Discount Liquor's 60th year in business. No other liquor store has been local and original family owned for that many years. There's a reason why they've been in business that long. Price, service, and selection. So if you want, for the weekly specials, Go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Welcome back to the Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are uh, presented by Baitmate Fish Attractant, Coleman Insect Repellent. I'm here with Tom Neubauer. Ron Johnson, hey, thanks everybody for getting up uh, this early in the morning and uh, listening to the show. Before I forget, uh, I want to announce that our, we will be having a special version of Cutting Edge Outdoors Jeopardy, in which our, a lucky listener or contestant can win a $25 uh, gift certificate. So... You got reason. To, we're not going to announce when we'll run those two. Con- got plenty of good reason to uh, hang in there and try and give a call and see if you can win. And that, of course, we are is in addition to our usual Hornswoggle segment. So hopefully yeah. we'll be giving away lots of stuff today, Tom. So the Hornswoggle will be after the 6:45 break, but the two Jeopardy contests will be done after the seven o'clock break, sometime between seven and quarter to eight, right? Yeah. And and those two $25 gift certificates are for Fleet Farm, I understand. Correct. Correct. So, Alrighty. Yeah, so we got uh, so we got some fun things going on what, today. So if, what num- if you're what not number on the water, need- you're home listening. What number do I need to call? I want to play. <laughs> um, don't you know, don't they have that usual disclaimer that if you're in any way affiliated with the radio station, that uh, uh, you are exempt from yeah, winning? Yeah, I know. I'm exempt. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I, I probably like wouldn't few... know. I probably wouldn't know the answers anyway. Yeah. Um, hey, we got an email t- text in the big rig right. that you sent to me, and I'm just looking to see if I can find it here. But yeah, when I got it, I tried printing it out to bring it here, but when it printed, it didn't print everything to the end. So I figured I'd send it to you for you to read on the air. Okay. All right. Bye. Uh, it says, hi, fellers, it's Tex in the big truck, and I won't read word for word here, but he's been listening to the podcast, and uh, he heard us talking about Bob's Bait and Tackle in Green Bay, and uh, he did come up with a suggestion that uh, maybe we could have some segments where we talk to people at bait shops and try and get the different, uh, I'm sure we could get lots of funny stories uh, like like Tex said, so, so yes, Tex, perhaps that would be something we can... Uh, do at some point. Uh, Tex also talked about this. He said that uh, we were talking about snakes last week, Tom. Do you recall that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, now you were talking about some snakes out on Lake Michigan or Lake Erie? Where were you? Or was uh, that, it, where no, were that you was at? up by uh, Detroit Island and Plum Island up by Washington Island. Up by Washington, Plum Island. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ron, watch out for the snakes up there. So, But they're not poisonous water moccasins like down south. But... Uh, Basically, Tex in the big rig said that when he was in uh, Tishomingo, 
Roma, he decided to go hunting for water moccasins at night. And uh, he's in the middle of the night wading in chest deep water with a 22 rifle. <laughs> now, Tex, that sounds like the most crazy thing anybody would ever do in their entire life. When you get a chance, Tex, you got to call a show. 22 rifle, you must have been using like the birdshot type stuff. That, you know, because they do make, Tom, I don't, you probably know this, Tom, of course. They yeah. make like a shot shell type 22 long rifle cartridge. Yeah, but you know what? They're not very good. I mean, you're lucky if you can dent a soda can at uh, 30 feet. <laughs> well, when I was yeah, a kid, <laughs> see, now I think they make them with a, a, a plastic kind of like it, capsule in it, you know, whatever, encapsulating okay. or holding the little, uh, I think CCI makes it. Back in the day, they were crimped. They kind of, they kind of, they, they, and they were kind of just crimped on tight. Saw any exposed lead bullet. And you're right. You could hit a sparrow at, at five feet and it would just dust off his feathers and clean them <laughs> off and he'd fly away unscathed, man. Yeah. So I thought that right. was kind of crazy. Tex was talking about doing that. Yeah, that, uh, that would not be real smart to do. Say that he, he, the, his, you know, he wised up and he got the heck out of there. He thought this is, isn't, you know, like like all those great ideas that seemed good to start with, he got out of there. Then the other thing he was talking about uh, going to uh, Detroit Harbor up there by Washington Island. And uh, Ron here went out there and did some fishing, took the ferry. But his story was that he, uh, he had a house package on a flatbed semi going to Washington Island. And he couldn't see the ferry coming across the lake when he was at Gill's Rock waiting for the ferry. The waves were so high, he couldn't even see the ferry. Next to a tanker truck on this ferry and right across. So there's a reason, I guess, they call that death's door for a reason. Can you imagine not being able to see the ferry because the waves are so high? Yeah, it can get pretty rough up there, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, now, Ryan, let me ask you this. You fish tournaments on big water, I mean, all over the place. I'm guessing mostly bigger bodies of water. Have you ever been out in a tournament where you thought it was too rough and it was just outright dangerous, you shouldn't even be out there? <laughs> yes, uh, I've been in quite a few. As a matter of fact, um, last week I just returned to Lake Erie. Anybody who's been to Lake Erie knows that that lake and it gets rough in a heartbeat uh, with even you know any any kind of wind out there. And um, as of last last Friday, uh, we had day two of an FLW Toyota Series tournament I was in. And uh, halfway through the day, I'm gonna say it was around noon, one o'clock. There was a giant storm coming, and I knew what we were. You know, we could expect 20, 30 mile an hour gusts ahead of these storms, and. Um, I was kind of out by the Bass Islands, Putin Bay, and we were taking out a Sandusky Bay, which is, uh, you know, on a good day when it's calm, you can make that run in about, you know, 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. And um, I said to the, the gentleman, I said, man, we better get going. I said, this storm's going to hit, and we're it's going to take us over an hour or so to get back. So we kind of outran the storm a little bit, got almost all the way to Sandusky Bay, and them gusts just went from being a nice five-mile-an-hour breeze to 20, 30-mile-an-hour. We had six, seven-footers, and um, it started raining so hard you couldn't see where you were on glasses. I was getting pelted in the eyes uh, by the rain, and um, 
we had six seven footers and all you can do is drive slow smart keep the bow, bow of that nose up and uh, even with that being said you know we, we were taking on some water but they actually had to send out some rescue boats just to keep them out there because some guys were having a tough time getting it. been in some hairy waters um, in some of the Great Lakes how about how about have you ever seen a tournament actually just canceled where they just said that's it we're canceling this big money tournament too dangerous or do they just I, yeah. go the show must go on I, yeah you know I haven't had a tournament canceled as a result of weather because there's so much money involved with these big organizations and a lot of planning they don't care if you die they, they, they don't care if you die <laughs> I shouldn't say that no they you know up and up until um, if anybody remembers about two years ago um, there was a gentleman um, uh, named Nick out of uh, Florida and he was fishing a tournament on Lake Okeechobee and that, that off the boat yes and uh, it was a I think I think a February spring tournament with FLW outdoors and uh, they sent the guys out in some pretty rough water water and they've done that before in the past um, and unfortunately there was uh, Nick Kessler I believe was his name and, and the poor gentleman got tossed from the boat and the, the pro was unable to, to, to get or got drowned out and Anyway, it, it resulted in tragedy. So now, of course, everybody rethinks uh, rethinks that when they take a look at the weather. So we have had days canceled. So instead of a succession of two or three days in a row, if there is a bad day of weather and they they uh, they think it could be a little dangerous and at risk put anglers at risk, they will postpone a day and, and add it. Or they'll just call the tournament at, if they have two, three days of nasty weather, but never canceled completely. Well, yet. let me ask you, were there any lawsuits over that? Or has everybody signed 18,000 waivers saying that, you know, if I fall in the water and get bit by a water moccasin, it's nobody's fault but me? Everybody signs waivers, but we all know. Waivers <laughs> Waiver. don't mean anything. Waivers don't mean anything. And they, I won't get into those details, but yeah, as a result of that uh, tragedy, it affected and rippled through the bass world everywhere. I mean, anybody who's an angler and loves fishing, um, you know, was really, uh, it really tugged at your heartstrings to hear that, that story unfold. And so we just got all perceived a little bit more cautious. I do wear a life jacket pretty much all the time now, even when I'm practicing um, for Have tournaments. you got one of those... In ones that inflates when you hit the water. Yeah, one of those I do. Ones. Yeah, I have a Mustang Survival. Um, yeah, life okay. jacket. They're, that makes they're sense. small. You can fish with them all day long. Um, you know, they're not big and bulky like some of the older models. Even though you can still get them, um, I prefer to use the Mustangs. That way, you can just unclip, get a fish, and they don't get in the way. Gotcha. Hey, I think we got to go to a break yes. now. But Tom, I believe we got a Hornswoggle segment coming up. That's right. Coming up after this break, we got a Hornswoggle segment, and you can be the lucky winner of a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market out there in Menominee Falls on uh, Pilgrim Road in uh, Silver Spring. And you'll win a really nice prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. So if you want to be the contestant, all you got to do is call 414-799-1250. That's 799 799- one two five oh twelve fifty and got it if if you've won in the last couple of weeks try and give somebody in so we're just trying to get as many people yeah, as possible exactly we're sharing the wealth we're spreading right. the wealth yeah as a matter of fact if you haven't if you've won in the last four to six weeks don't call or i'm going to tell sam to hang up on you so <laughs> mr nice guy that i am yeah all right we'll, we'll be right back that with grumpy more guy still comes out <laughs> Yeah, brought to you by, we are brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attraction. Get off my lawn, kid. Yeah, get off my lawn, you damn kids. Uh, (laughs) Oh, just go to a break, Sam. 
Welcome to the Cutting Edge Outdoors. Uh, we've now got the long-awaited, the most famous segment in the world, our Hornschwaggle segment. Uh, I'm sure we had hundreds of people on hold trying to get in, but to who is the lucky contestant at the head of the line there, buddy? Today we got Gary in Watertown. Hey, Gary, how you doing? Good. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to make the statement, and if it's true... Uh, you say no hornswoggle. If it's false, you say hornswoggle. And you can think about it for a second, because sometimes you get a little confused with the hornswoggle, no hornswoggle thing. So here we go. Um, using 18 Ruger 10-22 rifles, John, Chief A.J. Huffer, consecutive, consecutively shot... 40,000 in 60 2.5-inch wood blocks without a single hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. Well, I'll tell you what, that old, old Chief AJ, tell you what, you don't want to be riding and having him shooting at you. Let me tell you, he doesn't miss. Okay, so you're one for one. Uh the world record yellow bass, now we all know, you know, my, you know, my good buddy here, Ron Johnson, here's got the Arizona record world bass, but uh, yellow bass. But the world record yellow bass was caught by Mr. Art Linkletter in September 1963. Arnschwagel? Arnschwagel. <laughs> Gary, do you know who Art Linkletter was? No. You don't know who Art... <laughs> Look, Tom, you know who Art Linkletter was? That's just showing our age. Yeah, but Gary sounds like an old... How old are you, Gary? 67. Well, come yeah, on, you Gary. Should you should know. know that. Yeah, Art Linkletter. Ron's looking at me like I am like I just landed. Like I just, <laughs> I'm like with, I just I'm arrived in a spaceship his, like I'm a, from another planet. I'm with Gary. Uh, yeah, his so, show was called Kids, Kids Say the Darndest Things. Yeah, was that what it's called? And the best yeah. segment was when they had the baby race where they'd put these little babies on a track and they'd have them crawl. <laughs> and it was like a race. But the babies, you know, they'd be going in circles. They'd go the wrong direction. Yeah, they'd be crawling, you know, with their little butts wearing diapers, crawling around. See the kind of like Ron used to yeah. do at frat oh, yeah, parties. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> See the kind of stuff so. you guys used to have to watch? My goodness. Okay, let's quit getting on. Okay, so, all no right. Dragon butts in the carpet. So you were two for two. Let's see if you would have got the last one, Gary. And then when we're done, make sure you give your uh, mailing information. And you're going to get a uh, two great packages. You're going to get a $10 certificate to Carl's Country Meats, which is the good news. The bad news is everything smells so good in there. You'll be buying all kinds of stuff. That $10 certificate. And also, our good friends at Baitmate Fish Attractant will be sending you a prize package. But here was the third one. A rifle twist. That's why we call a rifle a rifle. There's rifling in the barrel. Uh, the rate of rifle twist uh, can have a profound effect on different weights of bullets. Or no hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. What's that? No hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Wow, you really got your thinking cap on today, Gary. So hold on and thanks for listening and uh, we'll get that stuff out to you. Yeah, that way, Gary. Uh, what? We're up, in, uh, up at uh, by La Crosse. 
by Minnesota up there, they say all the eels come up from the Gulf and go up to the mate and spawn and stuff. Oh, yeah? I saw a lady one day pull a 52-inch eel out of the water, and you should have saw her run. Ooh. A giant eel. Yeah. I've never heard somebody catching an eel. What lake were they in? They're on the Minnesota Mississippi. side about three miles north of La Crosse. Yeah, Mississippi River, right? Yeah. 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 Do they keep a record for eels? I don't know. This one came out. They say they come up from bait and spawn from uh, down in the Gulf. They come all the way up the Mississippi River. Well, you know, maybe once I catch my world record goby, I'll target those eels. Maybe I'll have my name in the record book twice. <laughs> you see, I saw her run, though. She was so afraid of that thing when it came out of the water, she just took off. Oh, my gosh. Wow. All right. I'd cut the line. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Gary. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Catch you later. Okay. So, Tom... The yeah. Who knows everything? Yeah. You know much about those eels? Well, I know there are eels. There's freshwater eels. I and I know there's I eels. <laughs> I, 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 what? <laughs> I didn't hear you. What? Huh? No, I was, I, I was hoping. I was hoping you knew a little bit more about them there, Tom. Being as you. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say there's eels in Lake Michigan. Uh, the the. the the lamprey eels, yeah, and then uh, there are freshwater eels. As a matter of fact, in Europe, uh, they eat a lot of those, and as a matter of fact, there's a lot of those eels in the Thames River, or Thames River, if you will. See, now, now you're rolling, Ludden. Tom. Now you got that info. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, and as a matter of fact, back, back, in the, of his, back in the 1800s, you could buy an eel for about a, 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 a half a penny, and uh, yeah, that's what they had over there, half pennies. And a lot of people, that's what they subsisted on uh, when it came to their fish, was uh, the eels out of the Thames River. So, Tom, do you think you could give us a nice eel recipe? No, no eel recipe. You know, no. <laughs> go, go bikinis and cook them. That one was a little weak this this week, Tom. Well, yeah, well you know, I'll tell you, right now in London, you could buy a pot pie. Basically, it's like a pot pie. That's stuffed with vegetables and eels. And, a uh, and, pie of eels? Yeah, it's with vegetables and eels, yeah. Uh, you can buy that right now in London. There, there's oh, a yeah. few shops open that still sell that, yeah. Well, I, I, don't yeah think, I hear it's an I don't think they're very good. Yeah, I don't if think they're very good. you can't find any though. ground rhino horn no. or ginseng, <laughs> I don't, try I, that I don't eel. Think, I don't think I'd want to try that, no. <laughs> You'll be up all night. Yeah. Nothing definitely. better than eel. Yeah. So. How about you're down south? <laughs> we am, were talking yeah. snakes before. Yeah. Have, have you had any encounters with venomous snakes? Because we were just talking Texas yeah. big rig water market. I have. I, I hate snakes, man. I I I don't like them at all. We obviously have snakes that'll bite you down there in the desert, Arizona. And I love to do a lot of hiking and get outdoors. And I have almost stepped on four. Um, I've seen about 20, but I, I literally have almost stepped on some. So now I, they have these things out there called snake chaps. They're just like soccer shin guards. They wrap all around your legs from the knees down, and there's a, uh, a hard cover that goes over your boots. So anytime I'm hiking, looking for elk sheds, or just hiking in the, uh, along the rivers, doing some fishing, whether it's trout or 
not out in Arizona, I always wear snake chaps, but I cannot stand snakes. So they go all the way down to your shoes, basically, then? Yeah, most snakes are going to strike you right right around the ankles, up to the shins. And, okay, yeah. so it's not like they're going to hit your foot. They're going to hit a little bit higher, then. They usually hit a little higher. A lot of times, uh, guys out there, they just wear regular cowboy boots, and that pretty much is sufficient enough, but I... Okay. Yeah, it's up to the yeah, knee cap. Yeah, we, we got to go to a break, but before we do, I want to tell you about studio 360 photo it's located in pewaukee wisconsin it is your one-stop shop for professional photography he does video productions and all, all kinds of stuff to deal with photography he's been doing dave olson has been doing this for over 40 years and uh, he can help you with your project no matter what the size now he's located in pewaukee and uh so you know he he does all, like i said he does all kinds of stuff and right now uh, senior photo sessions and all prints and products are 50% off as well if you're still looking for that high school senior to get some photos done. Anyway, you can uh, contact them two different ways. You can call them at 262-227-3354 or just Google Studio, or I should say this is his website, studio360photo.net. That's studio360photo.net. If you're looking for quality photos, Dave Olson is the guy to call. All right, now it's time to go to a break. We're brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants, and we are the Skipper. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Avon! <laughs> You're on the crazy train. Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, folks, we are back with our number two. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Sam Schmitz is on the boards, and our special guest today in the studio, or Dan's apartment, let's put it that way, is Ron Johnson, hey, Bass hey, Pro. It's the studio. What? Yeah, it's the studio, yeah. Uh, Ron Johnson from uh, Arizona, and uh, he's a Bass Pro, and if you got any questions about uh, bass fishing, uh, Ron sure has got a few answers for you, that's for sure. Anyway, uh, take it away, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Tom. Uh, uh, Ron's got uh, got a kind of that. Uh, we we teased it in the first hour. Our Jeopardy, our contest, we're going to run here, where people get twenty five dollar gift certificate from Fleet Farm. Do you want to see if we can go ahead and run that contest now? Well, do you want to take this phone call first? Well, okay. We'll take the phone call first. We'll take a quick one. All right. Who do you got there, Sam? Randy and Grafton. Randy Grafton. Hello, Randy. Hey, guys. Yeah, I got to admit, I have no life. I thought uh, I found that MLF tournament following. I don't think I missed a second of that. Fascinating. And I had a few questions for Ron. Um, you know, first of hold all, on, hold, on, the, hold on, Randy. Uh, Randy, I got to one second. Testing, one, two, three, testing. Where it go? 
Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Ron, are you there? I'm here, guys. Okay. Okay. Randy are we question? ready there, fellas? Let's do it. Okay, I thought the the fam, uh, format was interesting uh, in that you could trail your boat, and literally there are guys fishing all the way from uh, Fox River to the tip of Gill's Rock. And, but um, I had a question for Ron, and uh, I, I was wondering how sponsorship affects what the anglers use. For example, Van Dam and his strong connection relationship with Strike King. Uh, is he going to be using that Berkeley flatworm, or are you pretty much, uh, are your sponsors expecting an angler to use their bait, or do they say use whatever you need in order to place high? How, how does that work? Uh, it's, you know, that's a really good question, and here's the best way I can answer that. Um, you know, for example, myself, I, I'm sponsored by some groups that uh, I believe in that I use. Uh, so first and foremost, most anglers are going to be sponsored by products that they're going to use daily and they have a lot of confidence in. However, there isn't an angler out there who could be sponsored by every single manufacturer and product out there, right? So you look at any one of our tackle boxes or the gear that we bring along for a, a competition or um, you know, I'm not sponsored by Berkeley, but I own a pile of Berkeley flatworms, as I was talking about before. And, um, you know, the biggest thing, at least for me, is I try to use uh, the products that I'm sponsored by because I have confidence in them. But there's always going to be, and it seems like there's always that that um, that bait that you're not just came out last year or runs a little differently as far as a crankbait. Um, you know, for example, this Berkeley flatworm, you know, a lot of manufacturers make a soft plastic finesse worm, but they don't make this flatworm that has the uh, the scent impregnated into it. And um, we all know what gulp does, you know, and um, pick up and use those baits. One of the things is, is your sponsors obviously want you to use your products. That's why they sponsor you when you catch fish on their products. It helps uh, move the needle for sales. But um, I've caught baits on uh, or I've caught fish on products that I'm not sponsored by and the biggest thing is you know your sponsors will encourage you to obviously but you know one of my big pet peeves is um, you know you're catching fish on for example another bait and then you go ahead and you say you caught it on your sponsors lure I mean that's one thing that uh, I don't do um, and uh, you hope that most anglers don't do that but they appreciate you being honest because if you're gonna start catching lures or catching fish I other than the lures you're sponsored by and endorsed to use, it doesn't do your sponsors any good to sit there and tell them you're catching them on their baits when there's another product on the market that's currently the hot hot lure because that helps them with their research and development in providing or designing a lure that could compete with something out there um, that's working really well. Long-winded answer. Uh, hopefully that kind of gives you a, a little better idea. But yes, uh, I own a little bit of everything and... Um, you know, I'm going to use what works to help me win a tournament. Yeah, interesting aspect to the whole pro fishing uh, scenario. Uh, just one other thing. Is it, do you find generally, um, as was stated during the tournament, that uh, smallmouth, when it's sunny and calm, they move shallow, and then when it picked up, when the wind picked up, got cloudy, etc. Guys really uh, moved offshore, and that's where that live scope really came in. I, I was just fascinated how their eyes were glued to that screen and 
uh, casting where where they thought they're actually casting, not even looking to where they're casting, but more looking on the street. I found that fascinating. But is that a general rule with smallmouth? Shallow, uh, calm and sunny, they move shallow, and then uh, cloudy, windy, move out deep. You know, um, actually a combination of all. You know, smallmouth move very, very fast. And if you actually watch that, you'll see guys like Elton Jones who were fishing very shallow. He was fishing in uh, Sister Bay almost the whole um, final two days of his competition. He was fishing in under 8 feet to 12 feet of water. And he stayed shallow the whole time. Um, and as that sun came a lot of these smallmouth will be in schools where they will be a little bit deeper. When the wind picks up or the sun comes up, they'll gravitate towards the shallows. Other guys found a lot of those schools that had transitioned from the shallows out to some of the deeper ledges in the reefs. So, if you know, I was watching that and I spent enough time fishing Door County um, that I actually where almost every single person was. I'm sitting there watching that going, oh, I know exactly what spot he's on. I know what spot he's on. Uh, one of my really close friends from Arizona, Josh Bertrand, was in the top three as well, and I knew exactly where he was before they ever showed uh, the actual reef and island that he was on. So you had guys catching them all over. I mean, that's why you see a lot of these guys time and time again where a lot of these guys were on a mega school the day before, and they, they come the very next day, and they're gone. And a lot of that does have to do with the weather, but it also has to do with the, the temperature of that water. And you know there's currents there in the Bay of Green Bay, and um, from one day to the next, the temperature would drop 10, 11 degrees. And a lot of times it would those fish position or where they would move. So um, it, it's, a, it's a very unique uh, place and you can catch them from shallow to deep and um, you know you just got they just had to locate a lot of schools and then kind of stay with them and uh, you knew if you found fish shallow um, you knew if you weren't catching them they didn't move too far you know they would move up um, deep spot or the closest uh, drop off a reef and uh, find their fish and sometimes they would just wait them out yeah, if, uh, yeah. If you would uh, please write down those locations, uh, give them to Danny. <laughs> you got it. Forward those to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, bud. Okay. Thanks, right, thanks for calling, Randy. Now, let me ask you, Dan. How long do you think Jeopardy will take? Too long. We'll have to do it right. after when we come back from All the right. next break, there, amigo. All right. Then okay, so guaranteed. Now, do we need a contestant for this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do need it. Of course we do. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought you were just going to give me the gift certificate and no, you know, call it I'm a day. Gonna, He's trying to get in. I'm going to see if again. see if Ron can win his own contest <laughs> yeah, here. Right. So, so actually, actually, uh, I just want to mention that our contest segment will be sponsored by Wide Effect. Wide Effect is a leader and construction industries for finding and sourcing top quality construction candidates to fill your most crucial roles. They partner with you to match the best candidate for any direct hire or temporary opening. Their model combines old school hard work and knowledge with industry leading technology and techniques driven by their national professionals covering nearly every area of expertise. Whether you're looking to upgrade existing talent, grow your workforce, or replace a top producer, wide effect is the answer. All right. And now we got uh, one other caller. Who do you got, Sam? We got Torrance on the west side. Torrance? Torrance. Oh, Torrance. Yeah, okay, cool. Morning, Torrance. Hey, morning, fellas. How you doing this morning? 
Good, good. All right, What's on your mind? I had a tough question here, or a couple of questions that's been, I've been up all night trying to do this researching on the computer. I'm about to buy my last brand new boat that's forever, a uh, brand new Alumacraft, uh, looking at Alumacraft Trophy 175. I'm having a hard time to decide between the two-stroke Evinrude and the four-stroke Suzuki motor, which seems to be the only two I can find on them, and the bump trailer versus the roller trailer. Right well, now, I have a roller trailer on an older Alumacraft, and shallow waters like that west side of Pewaukee, that far left, is kind of a shallower launch. I don't have a problem with it. But my buddy with the bunk trailer has to back in quite a bit further. The roller right. trailer on my boat has roller marking from the rollers rolling up and down the boat. I wouldn't like that on a brand new boat. Well, it's something you might have to live with. But uh, I was going to say, you you know that Evinrude went out of business. Do you know that, Horns? Torrance? Yeah, 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 I know that. Yeah. And, and even if you were to buy an Evernude, the warranty is still intact, okay? Um, but, you know, personally, I, I kind of like the Evernude two-stroke, but, you know, four-strokes are really nice. They really are. So can I throw my two cents in there, Tom? Of course. Okay. Uh, I would four-stroke. Uh, I've had a four-stroke Yamaha since 2005, and man, they are near bulletproof. So without a, without without a, I, without even thinking about it a second, I'd get the four-stroke. I think the, th the thing with the four-strokes years ago, I, I I might be wrong in this, but I think maybe they said they didn't quite have the whole shot. Maybe you know you know when you first take off, but. I've had zero problems whatsoever. It trolls. I don't even need a kicker motor. I got a 90 horse and I can troll with that. Uh, I put a trolling plate on it for trolling for the walleyes up on the bay. Um, the other thing too, uh, you asked about trailer. I really like the bunk trailer for my for my uh, Alumacraft. A Navigator, 16 foot seven. It's 90 inches wide across. Uh, so it's not quite a 17 footer, but it. It, it's pretty darn close, but that bunk trailer is is so nice. I can drive it right up on there, and I've I've launched it at a lot of shallow launches. So uh, that's just my two cents worth. Um, and as far as you know, Evan Root, I guess I think I heard Mercury was going to be supporting them uh, afterwards, but I'd still be kind of leery about that. Yeah, and they're, yeah, they're, uh, Horace. They're still, they're still going to be warranty for full, yeah. full extent through Mercury. Right, but well, but Horace, you know, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say when it comes to the bunk trailers, it seems like the bunk trailers are more stable, okay. But the okay. roller trailers, like you said, you can get into some of those shallower launches easier. So, boy, I tell you what, it's kind of a coin toss, you know. I'm kind of convinced now that I'm gonna go with the four stroke and a bunk though. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, you got I, it. Either now. way, I think you can't go wrong. So good luck with the new boat and congratulations. A new boat's yeah. always a great thing. Yeah, right, great. Thank Thanks for early. calling, Horace. All right. Bye now. Uh, okay, let's go to a quick commercial break. We need a contestant seven nine nine twelve fifty to play Jeopardy. Yep. You're gonna you're gonna get a twenty five dollar gift certificate to Fleet Farm if you win. And uh, so call now at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Call now. Be the contestant. You're listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. 
All right. Welcome back to the Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Baitmate Fish Attractant, Coleman Insect Repellents. And right now, my friends, we are going to do something. I'm going to try something, attempt something I've never done before. It's the CEO Guys Jeopardy Show or Jeopardy Contest. Uh, the Jeopardy segment is brought to you by Wide Effect Energy, um, and they are um, the experts for finding uh, candidates in the construction field and uh, tech fields. They can fill you fill your uh, company with the right candidates sponsoring this. So, uh, Sam, have we got a, con a contestant here? Yeah, right now we got Frank and Bayview. Okay, now the most important thing, Sam, have you got the Jeopardy music queued up? I do. Okay, all right. Can you play that real quick to make sure I, you got the right music, buddy? Okay, that's good. That's good. Okay. I so here, who's our contestant again? My Alzheimer's is kicking in. Frank and Bayview. <laughs> okay, Frank. So here's how this is going to work. I'm I'm going to let you pick a category. I'm going to make the you know the ask the question. Sam's going to play the music. You got 30 seconds to come up with an answer. Yeah, I don't care how you come up with the answer. You can wake your wife up and ask her. Some of a question. Call a neighbor. <laughs> Right. However, as Ron just pointed out, when you come up with the answer, you got to do it just like Jeopardy. It's got to be like, let's say, what, uh, is. what is, okay? Sure. What is uh, a hat or what is uncle, okay? okay? So you, you think you think you can handle this? I hope so. And there's no questions about OJ. All right. Okay, so here we go. First of all, pick your, here are the categories. Fishing lures, rifle cartridges, and lakes fishing lures fishing lures here we go fishing lures for 20 well it's not 20 but it's for the gifts i just wanted to say that so here we go listen carefully yeah okay diamonds are a girl's best friend but this diamonds is a pike fisherman's best friend hi hit the music sam I know what it is, but I can't help them. Okay, I know what it is. We gotta listen to 30 minutes of good music here, guys. 30 minutes? <laughs> I think if he's got the answer, I kind of like this. Asleep. Give him my coffee. Coffee break. <laughs> Don't fall asleep, Frank. Okay. There's one Aaron Rodgers wouldn't get. Okay. I guess that's 30 seconds there. None of, fortunately, none of us, none of us died during that. <laughs> Remember, answer in the form of what is. Let's hear your answer, Frank. What is the five of diamonds spoon? What is what? The five of diamonds spoon. Good job, you got it. What is the five of diamonds? Hey, all right, we got a winner on our first ever uh, Jeopardy here. Frank, was that too? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What was that too easy? Well, I, I, I guess it was. The question. Maybe it was. <laughs> well, you know, some people aren't pike fishermen. I guess they wouldn't know. So, you know, you know, Tom over here, he knew right away. But like I said, he's a genius. He knows everything. So just ask him about eels. He'll. <laughs> so we're going to put you on hold. 
Sam, I appreciate all the help today. We're, you know, we're, you know, making you work extra hard. Make sure you get Frank's information, and you can look forward to a twenty-five-dollar gift certificate from Fleet Farm. Thank you very much. All right, take care. Congratulations, Frank. Anyway, yeah, the the you know the company who made the five of diamonds, right? Um, it's the Daredevil company. Yes, Daredevil. Do you know what the name of that company was before it was called the Daredevil? Eppinger. No, it was called the Osprey. The spoons were called Ospreys, not Daredevils. Ed Eppinger, Sr., decided to rename uh, the, the spoons after the World War I Daredevil pli- pilots in Europe. The American uh, pilots in Europe were called Daredevils. And so he decided to rename it from Osprey to Daredevil. Is a mustache of knowledge. He, 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 I'll tell you what. I mean, I don't know what I'd do without you. I, I need, he's like a walking, living, breathing encyclopedia. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, of oh. everything you didn't want to know and were afraid to ask. So, uh, <laughs> you did. You know, right away you said, well, I know there's eels that live in America, and I thought he doesn't know anything about eels. Next thing you know, we, I, I don't. It's like I was listening to a biologist. Yeah. So go on. Tom Britannica was it? Oh yeah. Britannica. Yeah. Newbauer Britannica. Yeah. Britannica. Yeah. I get I get yeah. lucky once in a while, you know. Sometimes I get a little wood on the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. Well, we are going to have a uh, another uh, another uh, contest sometime between now and. Uh, Eight o'clock, and once again, that's brought by brought to us by Wide Effect, which is a leader within the energy and communities for finding and sourcing yeah. top quality construction candidates to fill your most crucial roles. So, hopefully, yeah. we'll do that. Probably, I'm thinking. How about? Uh, I was going to say, how about after the next break? After the next break, we want to do one right away. Okay. Yeah. After the sure. Next, why not? Okay. All right. Yeah. But, but you announced it too early. Now, poor Sam's got phones ringing. Tom, you got to do it like 10 seconds well, before the break. Well, see, we now, can't... see, well, Sam's a smart radio producer. He knows how to turn the phones off, see? He's overworked and underpaid, Tom. we got to take care of Sam. Yeah, that's He's our lifeline he here. Actually, He's our we, lifeblood. We're still waiting for another contestant, so call in now. No, don't call in yet. They well, can you know call in mean. during the break. Yeah, right? Right, we'll put you on hold, and then we'll get you ready for the next segment. Oh, right. I get it. You're, you're, you're doing good. And I'll double-check my uh, text messages, Sam, to make sure that I have all the correct. Uh, the first winner was Gary. He was our Hornschwaggle contestant. And then Frank won the gift certificate. So, yeah, I'm taking notes right now. I'm staying organized. Yeah, I'll check Keeping my text straight. messages, This is a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. Danny, I'll, I'll check my text messages, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, like you. Like you could... We still got to get you into that smartphone world, Tom. No, no, don't need it. Don't need it. Don't want it. No, that's too much hassle. Yeah, boy. I don't know. All right. How, well, I'm, I'm about five years younger than you, Tom. So I, I, I'm not quite as you know. I'm 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 going with the flow with the world, Tom. You yeah, know, I'm surprised know. you don't ha- still have a black and white TV. Hell, I'm still looking. Oh, never mind. I... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. We, you know what, Danny? We got to go to a break, folks. Our special guest in the studio today is Ron Johnson, Bass Pro from uh, Arizona. 
you want to stay tuned. If you got any questions or con- questions for uh, Ron Johnson, all you got to do is call us at 799-1250. We'll be happy. Ron will be happy to answer them for you. So uh, anyway, uh, we're brought to you by Bait Made Fish Attractants. We are the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Stay tuned for more. Okay, welcome back, my friends, to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We want to thank everybody else today. We really appreciate it. We hope everybody's getting ready for a safe and fun weekend. And uh, right now, we've got our Wide Effect Energy Company uh, Jeopardy show, round two, about to begin. Uh, do we have another lucky contestant, Sam? Yes, we do. This round, we got Mike and Economwalk. Okay. And Morning, Mike. Good morning. Morning. Okay. So, got to kind of bear with me here. This is our first ever, uh, well, second attempt of the day at our Jeopardy contest. I'm going to give you two categories. You get to pick one. Once I ask the question, Sam I Am will hit the, that, which will all put us into a hypnotic trance for 30 seconds. Then when we come back, you have to give us your winning or and or losing answer so uh which category would you like um we, somebody already took fishing lures so i only have two categories rifle cartridges or lakes um i think i'll try lakes lakes okay here we go this lake is sometimes referred to by the ojibwe ojibwa term gichigumi meaning big sea or huge water. Music, Sam. <laughs> now remember, you got to phrase your answer Quiet, in, let a him question. Think. in a question. <laughs> oh, this is an easy one. He knows it. it Nobody's Sam. asking you. <laughs> can, can we crank the volume on that music a little bit? CDC, there we go. Can't listen to it quiet. Okay, I guess that was the end of the music. So now, remember, you have to phrase it as "what is." So, what do you got? Uh, what is Lake Superior? Hey, yeah, what is Lake Superior? Great job. Hey, did you know that right off the bat? Actually, I did. Yes, you did. Okay. Well, yeah, that's because. That's because he knew the song, Edmund Fitzgerald. Right. The song, the, yeah. It, it, yeah, that is true, because what's his name? Gordon Lightfoot sung about it. Yeah. yeah. From I'll the Chippewa right. on down. From the Chippewa on down to the... Maybe we can get Tom <laughs> to sing that for us in a little bit. He yeah. Was, he was a big ex-rock musician. I'd like to hear Tom sing. Yeah. So anyway, um, if you can please stay on hold, and Sam will take your uh, name and address, and we'll get that gift certificate mailed out. Thanks for Thank listening. Thank you very much. Really appreciate All right. it, guys. All right. Take All care, right. man. Yeah. Congratulations. Okay. So, Tom. Yeah. Let's see. Let's let's let. Here, Sam. Well, Sam's busy taking the uh, taking the address right now. Yeah. I was wondering if we could let you play a little Jeopardy here and see if you could. Final question. What do you think? No. Well, I'll try, but I don't know anything about cartridges. But go ahead. 
Okay. Uh, no, we got it. I actually had two questions on lake, so maybe we'll give you the lake one. That yeah, that way we give you a snowball's chance. Okay, because you know we want you to feel good about yourself today. Just <laughs> wait. This lake is so big that its waters lie in Minnesota, Ontario, and Manitoba. Lake of the Woods. He failed. He didn't failed. You didn't say what is. <laughs> oh. What is Lake of the Woods? Too late. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, well, Alex. I blew it. Maybe, maybe I, you ought to talk to Wide Effect. Maybe we can get this Jeopardy <laughs> thing going every every week. Uh, I, I'm know, kind of having some fun with this. Oh, let's talk with them. Yeah, great yeah, people, we, great company. Let's see if we can get them on board. Here. We can do. I've always loved doing the Hornswoggle segment, but uh, but the uh, I kind of like this Jeopardy thing. Sam probably hates it because he got to play that boring music. He'd never, you know what, Tom? Sam had never seen Jeopardy. What? Nope, he'd never seen Jeopardy. Sam, is that Link true? <laughs> is that true, Sam? You've never Jeopardy. seen Jeopardy? Uh, yeah, no, I'm not really into game shows. Oh, okay. okay. Even when they got like the hot-looking chicks turning the letters and stuff. Uh, actually, not to mention that Deal or No Deal was kind of my thing for a little bit. Yeah, so I, I guess that, that was like really the only game show I've watched. Yeah, what was it? Deal. Twenty-five hot babes turning uh, letters around or whatever. Money Pretty much, amount. just opening a briefcase. That's all they did. Yeah, twenty twenty-five of them, right? Yep. And they did a great about- job too opening those briefcases. How about yeah? Nothing better than a hot-looking girl opening a briefcase. How about the? Uh, um, how about Tom? Can you name that the host's name was Monty? The what? The name of the show Monty that Hall. Monty Hall did? Monty. Yeah. What was his show? Oh, what the hell did Monty Hall do? What is? What's, don't forget oh. what is. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think. Did he he didn't do the prices right? Did he? No, no, no that was no. Bob Barker. Wait, we're gonna go back, dude. Way before, like when oh, I was a little what's kid. Oh, what's my line? How about nope, what's my line? No, nope, nope. Back when I was a kid and I'd call in sick to Eisenhower Even I know <laughs> Elementary that. School in third grade and I'd watch it on black and white during the day game show. Okay, I'll give you a hint. Curtain or the box? Oh, yeah. You can take what's yeah. behind the curtain or yeah. in the box. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I don't know the name of it. I can't no, think of the name of it, but I know what you mean. Wow. Yeah. You know, well, I guess those concussions you had in high school do football yeah. affect you once in a while. Let's. Yeah, let's make a deal. There I did you it go. wrong. What is? Let's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you lose. What is? I lost my own contest. <laughs> what is? Let's make a deal. Yeah, I'll take curtain number two, Monty. And it's the beautiful 1966 Pontiac Bonneville. Yeah, you know what a lot of people don't realize, you know, people that are watching these game shows? Like, if you win a car, okay, if you win a car, you got to pay them the tax on the car before you get the car, okay? That's number one. So if there's... uh, four thousand dollar tax on the car you got to pay that before you get the car then if you get the car you know you got to claim that on your taxes and of course they're going to charge you you're not going to get the you're going to have to pay again towards it it's kind of like winning money if you win uh, let's say uh 
I don't know, let's say $20,000 on a game show, you're not going to get $20,000. You're going to get about 40% less. So what? what is that then? Uh, 16000 or something? No, not even. No, less than that. Less than that. You're going to get like $12,000. So that's what, you know, that's what happened. You don't, you don't get that amount of money that they say you're going to get. You got taxes to pay, lots of taxes. And sometimes you got the state taxes of the game show place, and then you got the federal taxes. So Well, anyway. you know what else is the thing? If you win a car, Tom, they don't tell you. You got to put in gas to drive it. Yeah, that's a bummer. As long eh? as we got all those problems they, listed. They, they don't even We're give you a We're never going to win a car gas. anyway. What are you worrying about? I'm not worried. Not unless some sponsor gives us. You're the only guy in America who's gone through everybody else who dreams of winning a car. You went through all the logistics of how much you'd have to pay if you did. Yeah, exactly. You'd still win a car. You're ahead of the game. Yeah, but you'd be paying for it in the long run. Well, just not as much as you would normally. Never mind. Just want a new Corvette. (laughs) Monty, I'm I'm not paying. Yeah, I just wanted to get on TV. (laughs) Oh, God. So, Ron, I got a question for Mr. Johnson. Hold on, let me give him the headphones. He's okay. too busy laughing about you. Hey, maybe we can have a segment sponsored t- talking about how you got to learn how to cheat the eye. Uh, Ron, are you there? Loopholes yeah. for car winners. Loopholes for car winners. I got to ask you, uh, where, you know, I know you travel around the country, Ned. Where's your next stop after Pewaukee, Wisconsin? Well, I am supposed to be heading on off to Lake Champlain in New York W Toyota Series. Uh, however, I just got a notification that due to the COVID, um, the state of New York has a 14-day quarantine for anybody who uh, comes into their state. So logistically, you can't expect you know, oh. all these competitors from around the United States to be able to come to New York, quarantine for 14 days. Uh, you know, a tournament. Um, so they're looking at an alternate location right now. So I have no idea where they're going to be sending us. Um, I've heard some rumors that it may be moved over to the Potomac River in Maryland. It might be moved to the Chesapeake. Um, I was looking forward to uh, Lake Champlain. It's a great northern fishery. But um, you, you did well there problem. a couple years ago, right? I did, yes. I was there uh, two, uh, last year, actually. Uh, I love the northern swing. You get out of the heat, the humidity. Um, upstate New York is beautiful, and um, but you know New York's got some problems. <laughs> so well, we, know, uh, Ron, we've unfortunately had, had to cancel events the there. Not only with F- oh. Masters, Major League Fishing, uh, there's yeah. it's it's definitely been an inconvenience. But you know we'll work through it. Um, I'm excited to hear where they're going to send us. You know, it, we I mentioned this a few weeks ago on the show. It's like uh, if you fly over New York, okay. New York is a beautiful state. A lot of farms, cattle, greenery, you know, forests, mountains. It's beautiful. But yet, 9 million people got to go in one little area. It's like yeah. spread out a little bit. <laughs> you know, well, give you know, some people some room. About five or six years ago was my first time to New York. And um, my I always envisioned New York as just a congested city, people with accents and all this stuff. So, in New York for my first tournament. Um, I think it was a Bassmaster event seven years ago. I really wasn't looking forward to it because I, I kind of had this preconceived notion of what New York would be like. So I drove to upstate New York. I think we were up in Plattsburgh. Um, and when I started to get through Rochester and Buffalo, I could not believe how beautiful it was. It looked like 
uh, looked nothing what I had thought it was going to look like. Looks Some like of the northern most beautiful Wisconsin. country. Yeah, oh, it's like not prettier, was, yeah. Like northern Absolutely. Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, and, and when I uh, – I think I drove – 16, 19 hours or so in a drive, and I was hungry. I pulled into a Buffalo Wild Wings. It was the only thing open late at night just to grab something quick to eat before I checked into my hotel. And I walked, a young server comes on up to me, and she started, you know, asking me what I wanted. And I um, I think she brought me my drink, and I said, where are you originally from? She goes, oh, I'm right from here. And I says, what? I says, how come you don't have that accent? And she said, oh, no, honey, don't get me confused. Don't get the people up here confused with the people down south in the city because they don't like the city people, and the city people don't like the people <laughs> up north is what she but, um, it's uh, You wouldn't know. You'd, like you said, you'd think you were in northern Wisconsin, and believe it or not, some of my, my favorite fisheries in the whole United States are right up in uh, New York. Yeah, I hear it's really good. Well, with that, we got to go to a break right now. Got Ron it. Johnson, pro bass guide from uh, Arizona, is our guest this morning in the studio, and uh, we got to go to a break. It's we got our last segment of the day coming up, so stay tuned, folks. We're brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. Sam Schmitz is on the board, and Ron Johnson is uh, in here with us that he does at least once a year. So stay tuned for more, folks. Uh, we'll be right back. To the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks, my friends. We are presented by Baitmate Fish Attractant Coleman Insect Repellents. And uh, this is our last uh, segment. The train today with us. Get, yeah, and I got a bass question for uh, Ron if he can hear it. Can he? You think he can hear Hold it? Hold on. We'll get. We All got right. the technology here, Tom. Let me All set right. it up. All right. Technology. Okay. Let me know when you're there, Ron. All right, Tom. What you got? Okay. You're there. Okay. Have you noticed that, uh, I mean, you know, we we grow big bass in Wisconsin, I mean, in this country, and a lot of the Florida, Florida strain largemouth bass have been shipped all over the world, like Zimbabwe, Africa, Japan, but have you noticed about all the big bass are be caught, that are being caught in Japan? Yeah, Lake Biwa is becoming one of the bass meccas of the world, I fortunate enough they they actually will fly over there they even do a lot of sponsor product and bait testing over there um yeah who knows we're gonna see some big bass coming from all over parts of the world i mean it's it's yeah. getting so huge now i mean we just had the uh, the they just had a world championship in south africa they're going to mexico i mean they're going mm -hmm. everywhere with this stuff yeah and uh in california some of those watershed lakes where the towns get their uh, drinking water from they got monster bass in them yep that's correct Yep, bass. Bass are in 49 states. Do you know which state is the only state in the United States that does not have the bass? Uh, Alaska. Yeah. You didn't know. You failed again. You didn't answer oh. in the form of a question, Tom. Oh, oh Sooner shoot. or later, you're going to get this, but we're going to run out of time before you do. It, so, what is Alaska, huh? You got it now. Yep. But yeah. We already gave the prize away. Yeah, because even even Hawaii has a few. Uh, they got bass in it. They put large them over mouth there. and small mouth. Yeah, 
somebody who went there and uh, they actually got some beautiful rivers and waterfalls and they've gone up into the mountains and they've got smallmouth in Hawaii. Blew my mind. I didn't know that. I, I knew you know, the Alaska one, but I, I would have guessed Hawaii wouldn't have had any either, but I was wrong. Yeah, and it seems like that the smallmouth bass, it seems like the southern bass pros are really into the smallies. They do, they do a just as good of a job on the smallies as they do on the largies. Do you agree? Starting to. There's a lot of guys who, you know, you go down south, 12 feet of water is deep. And you look at guys, for example, this past weekend, like guys like Andy Montgomery and some of these guys who are largemouth bass chasers, you know, they these smallmouth just kick their butt. And uh, they... But they absolutely love them. They're really starting to, um, you know, fall in love with the smallmouth, and and they look forward to coming north and fishing these smallmouth fisheries. When you fish the smallmouth, do you uh, size down in your in your line? In my what? You know, in your in your fishing line, do you uh, oh. do you use smaller pound tests and spinning gear? Yes. You know, um, if you look at the deck of the boats, even again. To refer to the major league fishing, every single guy was throwing uh, spinning rods, and you're going to use, you know, six pound to maybe ten pound test. But I usually use about a six or an eight pound test. One clearer the water, the smaller the diameter of the line, and the smaller the line, the uh, the more natural the lure and the presentation is going to look. And um, when you're dealing with smallmouth, you know it's a finesse game, and uh, there's times you have to downsize. Uh, to get those extra bites, it really allows your lure to do what it needs to do, and um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a it's a finesse game if you wanna you wanna excel. Don't the southern bass guys have a name for the for uh, spinning gear because yeah, they, they kind of look down wand. on spinning? What do they call it? They call it a fairy wand. Yeah, because they kind of look down on <laughs> on spinning gear. I don't want one of those. <laughs> Uh, I've heard guys like Gerald Swindle and Greg Hackney, you know, these guys are, these power fishermen that chase bass, you know, they, they, they patience and they hate to pick up a spinning rod and reel, but, um, yeah. you know, they've been forced to, forced to learn it and for, you know, if you want to do well, you have to have an all around, uh, good ground game and whether it's finesse fishing or power fishing, man, you've got to, you got to work on your weaknesses and, and let it become a strength. You, you got to be like a boy scout. You got to be prepared. Uh, hey, listen, you before be we prepared. go, why don't you tell us who, who your sponsors are, how they can get a hold of you down there in Arizona and all that? Yeah, I've got some excellent uh, sponsor support, starting with Wide Effect Construction and Energy. Uh, you know, we obviously sponsored the segment here today on Cutting Edge Outdoors, which I greatly appreciate. Um, and anybody out there who's in the give them a look so they've been they've been uh, excellent bait made fish attractants coleman repellents uh kaylin's a wisconsin-based company kaylin's acme has been a great supporter of me yozuri fishing trocar eagle claw um you know seagar fishing line nitro boats bass pro shop shopper supply uh, which is a uh, another outdoor outfitter uh, out of arizona uh, some excellent excellent sponsor support and, and without the sponsors i wouldn't be able to do uh, what i do for a living and chase my dream and fish and a lot of anglers couldn't out there so uh yeah if anybody you know gets out to arizona um i'm originally from wisconsin which is why i spend a lot of time up here i absolutely love wisconsin it's home away from home and if anybody gets out to arizona between mid-october till april give me a call um they can look me up at rjfishing.com or um find me online on facebook or instagram and reach on out and we can uh try to get you out for some one-on-one -on -one trophy bass fishing or whatever we need to do so it's a great time to spend out and uh spend a day of learning and catching some big fish hey ron you're going to be up 
Upper Michigan fishing, aren't you soon? Yes, I'm going to head up to uh, the UP of Michigan here uh, Monday, and I will be up there. My uh, mother-in-law and my wife are, are up there right now, and I kind of use uh, the UP of Michigan and Wisconsin as my home base in between events to come back to family. I mean, no one wants to go back to Arizona when it's 116 so degrees. Then are you gonna? Is Gillespie gonna go up and film with you again? Um, yeah, uh, obviously everybody here in Wisconsin knows the legend John Gillespie, and uh, I just talked to John two days ago, and we are looking forward to filming another uh, segment. Probably do some walleye or smallmouth, or who knows where we're gonna be. But you know, John, John will be one to tell you. But we'll <laughs> we'll be uh, somewhere uh, fishing, and um, I look forward to joining him on the water. So you probably will see me this year on a, a segment or two of uh, Gillespie's Waters and Woods. Well, Great thanks guy. for coming in, Ron. We do appreciate it. And uh, that's about all I got, Danny. Appreciate yep, you yep. guys having me. Great yep. to see you guys. That's all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you all next week, my friends. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.